Hello and welcome to the CDCFA Community Football Podcast. Today we've got an update on the latest developments impacting our football season. We are joined by the CDCFA Chairman, Armando Gardeman AM. Armando, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, it's a pleasure, Gilbert. Tough times. It is tough, uh, uh, very tough times. I was just saying in the, in the introduction, we have an update from FFA yesterday. What can you tell us uh, about that? Uh, the update uh, delays the inevitable, in my opinion, Gilbert. Uh, if you adopt a sensible, pragmatic approach to what's confronting us at the moment, you've only got to look at what the other sports are doing and uh, to realise that the, the, the likelihood that we're going to get on the park uh, this winter is you know, now very, very remote. I think we all need to just come to grips with the fact that we're highly unlikely to get on the park. And and, and really, Gilbert, um, just parking the FFA uh, announcement last night, it's the order, it's the government order of today banning associations between more That's than two people one. extending mm. out to the 30th of June. Mm. It's going to be very hard to play football. Or even train. Um, yeah. Or even train or yeah. do anything. I mean, going for a walk at the moment's hard. Mm-hmm. Mm. And can you give us an insight as to what the CDSFA board have, have sort of planned ahead? Well, it's a it's such a fluid situation, uh, Gilbert. Although I, I should say, um, and I always uh, compliment our board. I, I think that we have been uh, more realistic than any other football association in this state. And for that matter, I think we've had a higher level of realism than either Football New South Wales or the FFA. Mm. Uh, We worked out two, three weeks ago that this was just going to get harder and harder and that all that was going on was that the governing bodies were just kicking the uh, can down the road. Mm. And as a consequence, um, we've known that we've had to put measures in place to try and protect the employment of the staff to have uh, an ongoing operation there at least until the situation clarifies itself so that we can service the clubs and our members. And uh, that's what we've now done um, uh, following on from our board meeting of last night. Mm, mm, Fantastic. And what's uh, what's ahead in terms of the competition? And uh, of course it's unpredictable as to what's going to happen this year. Obviously you mentioned earlier the winter competition is most likely not going to happen. Uh, any plans for later in the year to introduce football? Uh, yes, yes, there are, Gilbert. The one thing that's become really clear to me from the contact that I've had with um, club people is the profound level of disappointment that exists about the fact that we will not be playing. Mm. And when you look at the people who play uh, for us, with mm. us, uh, you know, they're not likely to be playing for Australia. You know, they're playing for fun and they're playing mm. to be with their friends and to pick up skills and to stay fit. But notwithstanding that they're, you know, not going to play at any elite level, all of that activity is so important to them physically, psychologically, socially. So we need to replace it. And I think what we need to do is if we can get access to enough venues, enough grounds, yeah, yeah. is to run either a spring comp or mm-hmm. a summer comp or a spring and summer comp, mm. um, you know, with a final series um, at the end of it so that everyone gets a chance to play something um, at some stage 
during yeah. the course of this year. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, tell us, one of the obviously common um, questions that we get all the time, and, and I know a lot of clubs are being hounded by that at the moment, and speaking to a few of them today, is this um, the topic of refunds uh, and player registrations. And I think the latest information is, you know, the FFA are still reviewing that. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Well, unfortunately, no, Gilbert, because as we all know, the FFA control the process. Mm. Um, Mm. The the thing I'm really concerned about, and I set it out in my communique earlier today, I really want to avoid the situation where uh, from Easter Thursday, the office goes onto an absolute skeleton staff. We're just going to have Trudy there in the morning uh, working there um, four hours a day for 20 hours during the week. I don't want her being bombarded by hundreds and hundreds of angry players and parents demanding a refund of their registration. It has to be, it has to be um, stated and then overstated that the only place that they can sort that refund out mm. is through the FFA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have we don't control the money. Uh, we have no access to the money. Uh, the money, uh, once the season's gone and it's cancelled, the money has to go back to the players and it's going to be the FFA that's going to have to determine how that money goes back. Mm. I suspect, Gilbert, that there will be an administration charge imposed by both the FFA and Football New South Wales mm. so that the players won't get their full registration feedback. But that's just a suspicion on my part. I have mm. no information that would confirm that at this stage. Sure. So we're still obviously waiting for an outcome and hopefully we hear, we hear back from FFA over the coming weeks. Oh, yes, Gilbert. Yeah. Look, if this extended um, even um, past Easter, I think it would be profoundly disappointing, given mm. that other codes like the AFL and the NRL have been quite definitive about what's going on. Mm. Mm. Speaking about that, I mean, I know a lot of sports uh, were ahead of football in many ways in terms of, um, you know, really – coming up with their policy on, on the whole uh, situation. Uh, what, are you, what are you thinking in terms of how associations are positioned at the moment, considering we're obviously uh, being led by FFA and Football New South Wales? Do you think it's, it's so far so good? Oh, no, Gilbert. I, I mean, I don't think there's any secret um, mm. uh, that I've been um, less than impressed uh, with the leadership um, mm. up until this point in time. Uh, You know, the AFL called this two or three weeks ago. Um, Mm. They obviously spoke to um, virologists or immunologists or biosecurity Mm. experts when they said there'll be nothing before the 31st of May. Well, uh, we were still telling people that we were going to reconsider on the 14th of April with the view starting a comp on the 1st of May. We were very optimistic, Uh, weren't we? (laughs) Oh, I don't know about optimistic. I think totally uh, totally unrealistic to the point of being delusional, I would yeah, have thought, right. um, Gilbert. Mm. I mean, the, the, there are. I understand that there's financial issues, but mm. those financial issues can never override the question of public safety. Healthy, and, you know, when you look at us, you know, mm. we've got t- thousands and thousands of kids that are going to turn up to play. Their parents come, their grandparents come. The risk is absolutely enormous. Mm. And the only way, and we all now know this, the only way that you can control this virus mm-hmm. is by having social distancing. distancing we, yeah. we just can't see each other. We can't talk to each other. And mm. I'm sure our membership knows. Our board meets now and mm. we meet 
um, in a, a in a virtual yeah, boardroom. Absolutely. So, Fantastic. Well, what's your message? Final message uh, for all our members out there. You know, almost seventeen thousand of them. Um, you know, in their lounge rooms or in their homes, sort of waiting and trying to work out what the alternative is to football at the moment. Well, my primary message to all of them, um, Gilbert, is mm. this: uh, it's a tragedy for the game that we can't play but it's a tragedy for our planet, uh, Mm -hmm. what's actually going on. So firstly, uh, I just want all of them to be safe. Mm -hmm. I don't want um, any of them to be affected by the virus, either them personally or members of their family, and in particular, you know, uh, their parents and their grandparents. For me, uh, you know, know, we want everyone or as many people as possible to get through this thing um, without you know, having an adverse impact on their lives, that that's the primary thing that I'm that I, mm. that I want to communicate. Secondarily, from that, uh, we do need to maintain some level of social interaction. We need to be mm-hmm. fit. We need to find ways to uh, get out and about, get onto a park on our own, run around, kick a ball, stay involved, stay focused, and look forward to a period at some point in time this year when this thing gets under control um, and Mm -hmm. we can go back to some level of normality and we can resume playing uh, the game that we love. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, well, thanks very much, Amanda. Thanks very much for your time and uh, hopefully we can share some uh, better news over the coming weeks. Well, I hope so, Gilbert. And I think uh, what what I think we will try and do is we'll start to try and communicate uh, using digital platforms mm. with mm. our club, mm-hmm. perhaps in small groups, um, mm. you know, council area groups, mm-hmm. Canada Bay one week, in mm. West Council the next week, just so that we can have a, a communication with our senior club people just to see how they're going, yeah. see what the stay in is, touch, pick up any ideas from them, stay yeah, in touch. Yeah, idea. Fantastic. Thanks very much. Thanks, Gilbert. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.